I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Thursday, October 17, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, I have somewhat of a laundry list of notes, but at the same time, not a lot happened in the market. It was again a relatively narrow trading range from high to low today. However, it was not an inside day like we had yesterday. It was an outside day. We made a new high. Is that important? And if so, why is that important? Well, the market or the position of the market is important all the time. Right now, here's what I'm looking at. A, we're in a don't fight the Fed scenario. The market keeps going up regardless of whatever the news is. Nobody seems to care. The market continues higher. That means that the market has or had a different destination in mind. We talk about this all the time. So it continued going higher in the face of nobody could believe it keeps going higher. It climbed the wall of worry. Here we are. Are we at another important inflection point in the market? Well, A, we're at another breakdown candle high. We've been here before. We're here again. We put in what I like to call a pseudo-doji candle. We put in a doji candle yesterday, only it was at an inside day type of situation, or it was an inside day doji candle. I wasn't necessarily in love with that, so that's why I didn't really bring it up. Let's say, for example, the market made a new high yesterday and put in the same type of candle it put in anyway. It would have intrigued me a little bit more, but that didn't happen. So it happened today, but totally different scenario. At the breakdown candle high, we put in a pseudo-doji candle. Time is on our side again. What do I mean by that? Time is more important than price. We had time on our side last time. Try to short trade. It worked for a minute, then it didn't work. I shouldn't say that. It worked for a day and a half, and then the market reversed. Well, we have time on our side again. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay it out one more time. Here's inside the numbers. What do I mean by lay it out one more time? What I really mean is I'm going to lay it out on the line one more time. I'm willing to get another pie in the face, but I'll explain a little bit further. And there's a reason why I have inside the numbers up. Just give me a second on the other thing, and then there's always a method to the madness. And it is madness. So the reason why I'm willing to lay it out on the line again, because I'm really not going to get a pie in the face in this case. So I've taken a short trade, again, very close to risk. If I'm wrong, I'm going to be wrong very small, very fast. Therefore, it can't be a pie in the face It's more like a cupcake. But here's the reason why I'm telling you all this again. There is a method to the madness. I want to show you I'm willing to be wrong again. I'm not scared to be wrong again. When I find a trade that makes sense to me, because under normal garden variety market conditions, the trade setup is going to work about 80% of the time. 80-20 rule. We talked about it the other day. You can't get gun-shy. It's part of the psychology of trading. It's the reason why we end up with small gains after we've had a loss. Even if we get a gain at all, we're quick to pull the trigger. 
But the point here is, just because I had a losing trade the other day on the SPY doesn't mean the next one's going to be a loser. It may be a loser, and I'll take another trade if the setup exists. That's the point. What are the odds I'm going to get hit three times in a row? Not very good. Twice, it happens. Three times in a row, it's likely not going to happen. So here's the final point on that. When you see the trade setup that you're willing to take a trade at, it has nothing to do with whether you just lost on a trade or not. You should be willing to take that trade 100 out of 100 times that it shows up. Therefore, here we are again. Now, what am I looking for on this trade? I'm not looking for a ton on this trade. If it turns out to be something more, that's fine. We'll get back to that when we get back to the chart. Let me run through inside the numbers. Here's back to the method where there's a madness. I just want you to read inside the numbers. I'm not going to read it to you. I'm not going to explain it. You can stop the screen. You can stop the video. You can read the thing. And then you can go on. The point here is if you're trading in the market intraday, if you're interested to have a tour guide intraday, this is a pretty good way to do it. Generally, we're going to have a pretty good beat on the market. I'm not going to get every hour right. I'm not going to get every turn right, of course. But we get more right than we don't, so therefore it works. So you can just read on, and then what you're going to see at the top of the page is, again, I'm just laying it out on the line. I'm giving it to traders, telling them, here's what I'm planning on doing, right, wrong, or indifferent, I'm interested in taking a short trade right here, right now, not looking for a huge decline, just a pullback for a couple of days. If it morphs into something more, that's fine. We'll deal with it at the time. That's why we take profit along the way, and we keep some just in case we get one of those runners. All right, now that we're back to the chart, what am I looking for on the downside? It's going to become obvious when I say it, 297. Look, here's my story on the 297. It's not so much that it's 297 as much as it is it's the same 297 that coincides with what happened. Remember this, we had the gap higher and we had a big up day. So this is a breakout. The market was breaking out. It looked like it was going to sell off. Put in a nice long tail candle. I got short up here. A lot of traders got short up here. Took some profit quickly because the market dropped quickly but then it quickly turned around. This is where we gapped up to, the market opened up, and it was a gap and go that day. So it's likely at some point we're going to come back and test that breakout area, hence 297. Maybe it doesn't get all the way there, maybe it goes all the way through and there's a larger sell-off. Either way, we don't have to know that now, but that's what's on my mind. What if we have a big gap higher tomorrow? and the market just keeps going, I'll have to have a cupcake in the face, and we'll make money on the long side. That's the way it works. This is the risk business. We have to take risk, and sometimes it doesn't work out. The majority of the time, it works out. You all know that. And by the way, I didn't show it, but one of these stocks on the move this morning or morning gap trades, I can't recall which list it was on, was IBM. And IBM was getting crushed at the open, and unfortunately, we had gotten front run today. Now, we're not getting front run by traders that have inside the numbers. There's too many shares of IBM being traded for that. The number that was posted on the board was 132.76. 
The low of the day for IBM happened to be 132.91. So it missed us by pennies, but look what happened. In just minutes, the stock's already a high of 135, so you're up two bucks in a flash. Well, you're not up two bucks, and I'm not up two bucks, because at least I wasn't filled on the trade, but that's what would have happened. It happens, but also, like you saw yesterday, a lot of times we catch the low of the day. This was one of them from yesterday. It was Adobe. This is yesterday's low was 167.51. We were at 267, sorry, 267.51. We were at 267.69. And look at that rally. And then it came back today and it rallied off the same number today. Do you think that number's important? Likely. Where do you find these numbers? Come take the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. Look at this. Over in Camp IWM. My favorite market leading indicator peaks its head up back above that downsloping trend line. That's a big deal. Above all the moving averages, the IWM appears to be taking off. Relative strength today up over 1% today against an SPY that was up about one third of 1%. So obviously the next question comes out, how can you be shorting the SPY when the IWM is telling you markets are going higher. Isn't that a contradiction in and of itself? And here's the answer. I treat each chart independently of one another. It is a leading indicator. Doesn't mean the markets have to rip higher all week next week or for the next six months straight. However, it could be a tell of what's to come. That's one of the reasons why I'm not necessarily looking for the market to get crushed. I'm looking for a pullback. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. One step at a time, one candlestick at a time, one day at a time. So what do we do with the IWM? You got to wait and see if they can continuously close above this trend line. Now, here's the way this is going to work. Let's just say the market's bullish. It's going to go higher. Everything's going to go higher over time. And the IWM is going to take off. What are we looking for? How do you get in this thing for higher prices? Ideally, and this is just idealized, right? We don't know this will or won't happen, but let's just say the IWM keeps going and all of a sudden it starts to come back down. You'll look for a retracement into this trend line, just like before. Now it worked over here, got a bounce off of it, came close. Again, this trend line may or may not be on the penny on this IWM chart. This is conceptualized, idealized. You can see they came back for a back test, bounced off of it. Now, what's to say they couldn't have kept going? Here, same rules apply. You look for a retest and you look for a bounce off of it. Maybe you get a huge bounce, maybe you don't. But that's the way you trade this type of setup. What's the other side of that? They just close back down below the trend line tomorrow for argument's sake and it's a recapture. Am I expecting that? I'm not expecting anything one way or the other. I'm taking the market for what it is. I'm the umpire. I'm calling balls and strikes. I'm looking at the IWM. And today, I see us closing, or them, above the trend line. It is what it is. Walks like a duck. Talks like a duck. It's a duck. Today, it's a duck. Tomorrow, if it's an ugly duck, maybe it's a different story. Here's the weekly chart. Keep this in your mind. We keep talking about it each and every time we get up to this trend line. Here we go. We have to do this. It's necessary. It's warranted if we're umpires. Look at this. What's to say this can't break out to the upside? How many analysts out there 
are looking at that. How many analysts out there have been looking at the IWM weekly chart in the way in which we have been for a long, long time? I'll give you the answer. Not many. Some, obviously, there's some that are very, very good. There's plenty that are much better than me. But the garden variety one out there? No chance. How about the VIX? I want to rehash the VIX because something comes up on the VIX and I want to make sure everybody has a complete understanding. So I got some questions and answered them both in the video and after the fact about buy price on the VIX. So I'm still interested in the VIX in that 1275-1250 neighborhood. That again would be that idealized price in the VIX. But keep this in mind. Look what's doing on the chart. Let's say we have several more days where the VIX just goes back and forth creating or forming a bear flag pattern. Well, that may change the picture. The longer this bear flag pattern develops, the lower price is going to want to go. So here's what I'll say about the VIX. The sooner it comes down to 1275, 1250, the better off it is. If it doesn't right now, it's likely off the table. Let's say this happens. Again, this is just an idealized thing. I'm making this up. It's like the politicians making stuff up as they go along. I'm just making this one up. Let's say the market has a little bit of a hiccup for two or three days. The VIX goes up to, let's just argument sake, say 15 bucks. And then the market starts to rally again and the VIX starts going down south. Am I interested in 12.75 anymore? Probably not. If the market has a slight pullback and then begins to rally again, they're going to make new highs. We're not going to get in front of that. We're going to participate. One thing that you should have learned from me over time, if you're not new and you've been watching these videos over time, we'll get to the transportation department in a moment. The one thing that you should really take away is I'm not interested in really going against the grain for very long. I'm not one to dig in on a position and have a short position in the market, watching the market go higher and higher and higher, watching everybody cheer on higher prices, make money along the way, and I'm the guy in the corner at the crap table on the don't pass line while everybody else is raking in the dough. I don't like to be that guy in the corner on the don't pass line. So I want to go with the trend. We want to participate where the money flow is going. That's big picture stuff. Don't mix that up with picking off a low and seeing the market turn around on a dime. That's a scalp or a day trade. I'm talking about multi-day, multi-week, multi-month type of trends. We don't want to be fighting the market. You learn that early on in your career as a trader. Don't fight the market. Back to the charts. So here we go with the transportation department, and it looks very similar to the SPY. Not necessarily the same position on the chart, but the last several days or couple of weeks look very similar. Most of the charts do, but they're not going to act the same all day, every day, day after day. So there are some divergences, and we see those from time to time. We saw a divergence in the transports. The transports was trying to give us a clue it wanted to go higher. It was ahead of the other markets. Now here's something, again, no accidents or coincidences. We're going to take it at face value, but here's what I'm talking about. You have the breakdown candle high. The high comes in at 10484 and change. We closed above that price today. Under normal garden variety conditions, that's the market's way of kind of tipping its hat saying, 
hey, look over here. We're bullish. We did that last night, right? So here's the deal. That doesn't mean all the time. Sometimes doesn't mean all the time that it's just going to take off and not look back. It's not going to just take off and run 10% to the upside. doesn't work like that. You get a black swan, a spark to the upside. We could certainly have a big push to the upside. That's always possible. Likewise, to the downside. Those are always possible. We know about them. We talk about them all the time. They're more rare than common. That's what most traders have to realize is the amount of times that you get that huge move, that huge gap up or huge gap down versus normal garden variety market activity. Again, it's the 80-20 rule. It happens 20% of the time or less. And out of that 20% of the time when it does happen, how many times are you actually in the trade? Less than 100% of that time, right? The average trader catches those once in a blue moon. The average trader tries to catch those all the time and loses money. I didn't mean to hit a line drive back up the box, but that's the reality. It's happened to all of us. Everybody wants the big hit. The amount of times we can actually catch it is minimal. We have that pseudo doji candle time working on our side in the transports. However, let's get back to the breakdown candle high. So we closed above it. And therefore, what I want to leave with this is it's an awareness. Doesn't have to mean imminent, but it's an awareness. It's important. And by the way, we're above all the moving averages. So you have to recognize the fact that this market is not bearish right now. There's nothing really bearish about these markets, period, full stop. The Qs, new high today, closed below the previous high. But again, there's nothing wrong whatsoever on this chart. We are in an uptrend. There is a lot of space to the downside between current price and where those moving averages are. There's also a lot of space between current price and the trend line I just put on the chart around 191, maybe 190 and a half down in that zone. They don't even have to get to the trend lines to have a pretty decent decline, but also retest the former what? Breakout area happens all the time. Don't know it's going to happen right here, right now, but it happens all the time. Financials, similar situation, different result. Breakdown candle high right here. The high happens to be 28.15. Haven't closed above that high. We have some divergences. We can't totally read into them. We have to note them. They're puzzle pieces. They're on the table. They don't close above the breakdown candle high, but they are above all the moving averages. So again, there's space in between current price and the moving averages. Doesn't mean the market has to collapse. We could have a pullback and then they can have another rally to the upside. There's nothing that says that can't happen. Crew chief, umpire, we have to be realists and we're just sitting here watching the ducks. The SMH, fill the gap today down below hanging around up in this neighborhood, up in this neck of the woods. Is there anything bearish on this chart? No. Can they pull back? Yes. That's the point that I want to get across. That's why I said it over and over and over again. If a pullback morphs into something different than a pullback, we'll deal with it at the time. Inside the numbers members, we'll deal with it in real time. And with that, it's a pretty good place to pull the ripcord for this evening. Before I do, I want to thank everybody. You know how much I appreciate each and every one of you. Without you, these videos are not possible. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. 
Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.